Coming to you from the Black Swan Media Studios, this is Fireside Chats, talking to the real difference makers in the world. Now, here is your host, John Crump. Hello, everyone, today. Uh, let me make sure I am on. Something does not look right here, and I just want to make sure that we are on. It might be the, uh, I guess the counters are just broken. All right, there we go. All right, the counters are broken. It usually tells me how many people are watching, and it was, it's like zero. And there's people watching. Joe's out there. Gorillas and Guns are out there. Today is ugly, ugly Christmas sweater day. And if you want to win a free patch here, so the Crumpy Militia patch, uh, you have to tell me what this ugly Christmas sweater is from. It says, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. First person to answer that will win a patch. We are sponsored by Tusk. Tusk is the only gun-friendly cryptocurrency in the world. They are a great sponsor of the show and great help. Super Chats are on. Um, remember, everything that I earn on this show goes to my niece who is suffering from uh, cancer. All my Patreons as well. Uh, we're going to be giving this sucker away pretty soon. This is the X10 Elite from Mantis. Mantis is the is the Tesla of guns. That's what I'm trying to say. Yep. Also, uh, visit Black Swan Tactical um, and use code Crumpy for 10% off, and you can still get all the Cyber Monday sales right there. Hawaiian House. Hawaiian House is a good sponsor of us. HawaiianHouse.org. Code Crumpy for 10% off. And code Crumpy at Uncle Sam's Misguided Children.com. All right. Now that we got all that out of the way, I want to tell you a little story. So, one of my favorite artists in the world hits me up on, on Instagram. And I'm like, what the hell? Holy crap. Hold on. That is awesome. Thank you for the $100, Chris. That will go to my niece, Bella. And help her with her treatment. So, one of my favorite uh, artists in the world. You guys also rock, by the way. Thank you, Chris, so much. Uh, hit me up on Instagram. And he's making watches. And I absolutely love his watches. And he gave me a chance to actually own one of these watches. They're beautiful watches. He is a gun guy. He is a famous artist. You can see his works everywhere i think he was actually in the uae brazil everywhere man this is the, this is the watch we're gonna be talking about it it's not coming in too well but i guess that's the lighting in the studio studio lighting there it goes all right yeah i just uh had to change some lenses out so i'm gonna bring him on right now before i get too out of control and uh here he is and yes it was awesome seeing my niece bella Hello there, John. You know, we should do something. Um, here's the thing. Uh, cancer has, cancer for women has been a big part of my family's life, unfortunately. So, um, you know, our watches are rather expensive and unique. We only make uh, of the Sao Paulo's, uh, these really super fancy ones right here. We only make so many a year. How about if someone buys one or buys two, how about we donate all the money to your niece? Are uh, you joking? Jennifer, I never joke. I'm not. I, I, I will get um, that. Done. 
I, I will definitely get that done. Well, the bottom line is this. In my family, uh, cancer, um, cancer has run wild, particularly in the females. And um, the idea that a person would say, you know what, I want to do something for someone I love. That's everything to me. Yeah, we, and, we uh, actually raised money for enough money for her yesterday to buy her a new laptop. Uh, she she she's kind of uh, she can't really go out uh, and uh, it it, it tra uh, her cancer traveled to her brainstem wow. and everything else. So she doesn't she really can't walk that well anymore. So that laptop is how she keeps she's yeah. not. And then how, how she connects with the world. Yeah, um, and she spilled milk on her laptop yesterday. So it destroyed her laptop. So uh, through everyone out there, we were able to actually get enough money to buy her a new laptop. Uh, and she doesn't know what's coming. Uh, oh, so it was, Which, month, it, it, it was perfect because her laptop got destroyed. We raised enough money to buy a laptop. And then I looked and they had a flash sale on laptops. It was like one of those twenty-minute flash sales. It was like two hundred dollars <laughs> off her laptop. So I was like, everything works out perfectly, you know. Yeah, but we need to do something because you know the idea that you have the kind of fans who will reach their own pocket to say, "Hey, this is someone's child. Let me do what I can to go help." I want to be a part of that because you know half of everything I I make from these watches I donate, and the idea of donating to someone. Of a cancer issues, that's that's an, that's an important thing. Yeah, because it matters. It, it just matters. You know, you are showing you're you're setting an example. This is what you do. You don't you don't just make money to buy a big new house, a big new car. Make money to buy a nice couple watches. <laughs> Short of that, but what you're doing is you're doing something that speaks to your character. Yeah, and I like supporting people who have great character. I like supporting people who have something in them other than just shallowness. Yeah, I love the love you're exhibiting by saying, Bella, you know what, baby girl, I'm gonna do whatever I can to help you. I'll use my platform to help you because your family, your family helps each other. As a nation, we've forgotten that. As a nation, we've forgotten that we're all family, we gotta help each other. Oh, yeah. So you so you're an example of how you come together and you make it happen. Right. It's not about what she doesn't who cares she spilled milk. I spill things all the time. I got issues. The bottom line is that she's she is you're trying to rather give her the ability to have these moments of joy and positivity and love and that's that's incredibly decent yeah that's i actually had her on my podcast yesterday uh she wanted to be on the pod she wanted to be a guest on the podcast so i said let's do it and i brought that's her on and then, then she her. then she just gave me a hard time the whole entire time well, what do you expect? <laughs> all, all the kids always do, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, but 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 that's that's the way she expresses her love to you, and that's that's wonderful, you know. Just and that's what I'm gonna tell you, John. What I like about what you do, what you do is that you use this medium that not not just speak about guns, but you speak about one of the innate things about gun owners. I believe I mean, one of the innate things about gun owners are we gun owners are we are protectors. You have the gun because you want to protect something or protect someone. So even though you're not using a gun to protect her, you're using this medium to also protect her, which is all within that 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 whole universe of protecting those you love. Because I think people forget that. People forget that. 
that the gun ultimately is to protect. I uh, I love target shooting. I enjoy it. It's just for me, it's freeing, and it's um it's one of one things I can do where I don't think about anything else. So when I'm shooting, you know, I just it just it's, for me, it's, it's a lot of fun. But it's also it's a way of making sure that I can take care of those who I love. And so what you're doing is using your 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 love for these weapons to not just put that message out, but use that to to say, okay, let me help someone. And and you and you're not just helping her. You're helping other people with your message. You're helping you're helping them understand the value of their rights. You don't understand that when you lose this, should you lose this, they're gone for good. And that's something that a lot of people don't do because in this political environment, it could be seen as a negative. So you're really putting your neck out there. But I'm not surprised because you're putting your neck out there for those you love. So of course you put your neck out there for the nation you love as well. So that's all, right. all a compliment to me. That's and that speaks to who you are, and that's important to understand the man that you are, why you do what you do, the way you deal with your niece, your kids, your wife. That's emblematic of the man that you are. You're not just a guy who likes <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but but that's 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 important that, to me. That's really important because I know when I create the world, when I when I first created um these watches. I was thinking about I was thinking about these these people that I know and and how I could utilize this because you know for me the watches were a symbol of a greater narrative and that greater narrative to me is all these different forces in my life these people in my life and and, and how their freedom their safety their lives were impacted in some way uh, negative and positive and how can I utilize this creation to help people to make a positive impact. And so what you're doing is giving me that ability. And so I don't care if you cry or not, but I want you to embrace the blessing, embrace the thankfulness, embrace that people value you because we appreciate what you're doing. We appreciate the man you are and how much you care. Oh, oh you're going to make me cry. <laughs> uh, you, you look be speechless. All right, let me just say for everyone out there, vote for me at thegundies.com for most influential uh, male and uh, creator out there. Uh, and remember, I crashed the whole uh, a whole uh, a whole ecosystem by accident recently. But, it happens. Uh, <laughs> it happens. Whatever. I cost companies. I cost a few companies millions of dollars, but you know, I I wanted to be honest and put out the honest truth, so I did. And whoops, uh, that's uh, I don't want to get into that. You know, legal. Well, but yeah. I want to talk about your watches first. Okay. I want to get into uh, your watches before yeah. we break down to why you created them or anything like that. Uh, I want to get into what they're made of and what they look. I'll show you right here. These watches, they are literally made from a 357. We took a real 357, you know, one that was in repair, and I literally had to machine the entire thing by hand. And it took a while for me to figure it out. Okay, eight months, nine months, I'm kind of slow. Don't judge me. So I, I literally had to figure out how to make it work. And then, and then so they're made literally from the, you know, from a, the case of a 357 Magnum. And then the, the bottom metal here, what we did is that 
This was all done by hand. Every single thing was done. We didn't buy the stuff. We have a beautiful Swiss movement, but everything else, we all made it in-house by ourselves, you know? And so the idea behind it was to take something that was just so classically American, so classically strong, so classically masculine, you know, uh, a revolver, Colt revolver, and Smith & Wesson, take that and then utilize that to reflect that, that, that the power of that gun, yet also looking at it from, a, from just from a sculptural standpoint, from a sculptor, whatever, one of those damn people. Um, when you're looking at it, the, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's an innate beauty to it because it's, it's round, yet it's not because it's sculpted. These, I call these scalps on the side. And when you look at the, when you look at the piece in of itself, the temple, even the way we, where I did the back with these little bitty, uh, little bitty uh, bolts right there, this is all done by hand. And the guy, idea was to take something that doesn't detract from just the, the innate coolness and classic look of a, of a revolver. I mean, I spent my teen years in Montana. A long time ago, a long time ago. So I've been around Western art and guns forever. And you don't think about it when you're a kid. You don't think about, ah, I want to go to that museum. I want to go see a Russell Museum. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. But when you get older, you learn to appreciate it. You learn to appreciate the space. You learn to appreciate these different things. And uh, there, there's something about it that just spoke to me. Actually, I was in Dubai. I was in Dubai um, on some business. And I thought about that. I mean, I thought about making you know, turning a gun into a watch. I mean, there is actually an, uh, a, a watch company that, that, that tries to copy the look of a gun, but they're not real, they're plastic. This is actually real. And the reason why they don't do it because it's hard. It was so hard to do because it's just, you, you have to, the tolerances I'm, I'm dealing with, you know, a thousand here, a thousand there, just to make things work, to fit it in this this little small piece. But it's, um. The end result to me was so classically American, so classically beautiful, so classically masculine and strong. So there's something about them when you when you see them in person, there's something about them that's just so cool and breathless. And, and what I like about them is that they're not gold, they're not diamonds. I mean, I, I think gold and diamonds belong in girls, not guys necessarily. It is what it is. But on guys, and it's just something that just says, this is who I am. This is strong. And the, so for the people who buy the watches, these are usually men who appreciate cool, simple things. They're just, they're so innately American, you know? The revolver is so uniquely American. I just took that piece and turned it into something as an expression of the beauty in the gun, the strength in the gun, and just the culture. I mean, I'm, I'm an American. We like guns. <laughs> that's who we are. I mean, we, that's who we are. And so I took that and turned it into something, into something that was uh, unique, that was beautiful, and that um, is something that you know you get in America. You get great stuff. You know. Yeah. We still do great stuff here. And, oh yeah, uh, definitely. It, the watch, uh, in person. I mean, they look cool as hell online, but once you get one in your hands in person, it is just. It does change. It, it, even I saw that today because I, I, I keep things in a box. Usually I don't wear a watch because they're too expensive for me to wear. <laughs> I'm just like, I wear sweatpants every single day of my life. So they're kind of, they're nice. But when I looked at them, I said, wow, this is a, 
lovely. <laughs> and even I said that, so I, I, I was taken aback. I said, these are really nice. Be but yeah. you know, because, you know, I use these, the, the pieces themselves, these, because they're beautiful. I mean, when you look at a gun just as a, as a, as a sculpture, there's something beautiful about that when you look at it, you know, people, people associate all kinds of things with it. But when you look at it just as an expression of someone's craft, they're, they're lovely. And so when I looked at it, I was like, wow. And I'm glad you guys, I wanted you to have one, but we need to go and, and sell some of these today. And we need to raise some money for your niece because uh, that's important. Help yeah. is important. I mean, that's that's really part of my issue is that utilizing these things. I mean, and 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 obviously the work is because because when I make I make I make them all by hand, I don't make that many per year. I may make nine Sao Paulo's, which is the fancy one, like these. And then the other ones, I'm at best I'll make 16. So, and because they're all made by hand, and because of the people I work with, I pay them well. Um, it's expensive. But um, for this week, if someone wants something, maybe we can just give them give one half. If they can email me directly and say, uh, uh, John Crump uh, and for Bella, you know, we'll give them a we'll give them a discount of maybe forty percent off, and then and we'll use part of that money, we'll send it directly to you for your daughter, and put some money and put some money in your pocket too. Take your wife for dinner too. Take some money and take your wife for dinner. And she, nah. puts up with you. she puts up. She puts up with you. <laughs> buy her a good. Buy her a good meal. Like know? all my side hustles now. Um, I I have like like a little T-shirt website and stuff like that. All my side hustles and everything goes to my niece. <laughs> we have enough to live on, and that is uh, enough for me. You know. But that, it, it, again, that speaks to your path. Instead of instead of thinking about what can I do for myself, you're saying what can I do for somebody else. I mean, I don't know if your viewers really understand. To the extent that you are the man that you are, and that you're doing this stuff not just to enrich yourself, you know, you're, you're not you're not becoming some billionaire or whatever. You're using this money to make a difference in the lives of people and to share a message that can benefit people. I hope your yeah. viewers understand that the extent of that what you're doing. Uh, um, I'm, I'm I'm sure they do because even before my niece got sick. Uh, like all my Patreon money and everything like that, uh, we did different things, like different charity things and whatnot. Um, whether it's you know, a, a lot of people, a lot of so, people who may oppose you, I wonder how much charity they do. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't I know, but <laughs> we, we also adopted, not adopted. You know that where they have the things where you uh, have the kids, where you sponsor kids. Yes. Yes. Uh, we were up to three. Um, now we we have had added a fourth because that's what I wanted for Christmas. <laughs> People support this man. <laughs> support this man. Also, um, you know, just support him because you know we have so many people in the public sphere. The only thing they're about uh, is uh, driving fast cars, dressing like a dressing like a streetwalker. You know, and and living a life that shouldn't be on. And so yeah. you have someone here who's trying to do right, and be right. If you want people to do right and be right, honor people who do right and be right, and stop, I mean, worshiping at the church or people who do wrong and be wrong. So yeah. that's really that's part of the message I want people to understand. Yes, I love the watches. Yes, I love the. But yes, I have been blessed in so many different ways. But I think it's really important that. 
people who are trying to do right, be right, support those who use their message to bring people together as opposed to separate people, who use their message to speak about things that embrace us all. So it's really important that if we, if we're going to complain about what's going on in Washington, D.C. and these other places, then we need to make sure that in our own homes, in our own lives, we're surrounding people with, with being surrounded by people who are the exact opposite of what we see on that TV. <laughs> Surround ourselves by people who are doing the work quietly to make a difference. So that's why it's important to support people like yourself and others, because what you're doing is saying, okay, I'm going to use this to do this and that and that and that. That's good, as opposed to a new car, a new whatever, what do people do right now? They twerk for no reason at all. And you know what twerking really is, honestly. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I that, that, brings up, that brings up a good question. Uh, you're talking about fast cars. They have a lot of fast cars in Dubai. And you were over at Dubai doing like an art ex exhibition or something recently? Yes. Yeah, I, I love the cars. I love the cars. <laughs> okay, okay. Because, I mean, uh, gosh, oh, wow. Yeah, and one of my buddies is a race car driver, so I mean, I like cars, obviously. But yeah, oh, yeah, the cars are everything. It's when, and and, and when you're in Dubai, there's, there's always wind blowing because of the sand. So, you know, it, there's always wind blowing. And it's funny, the cars like always not clean, which I don't get because it was wind blowing. But it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's like, to me, it's uh, it's like it's like you 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 in crack for car heads, because it's just they're like everywhere, and it's fabulous. <laughs> yes. and it, and it, it, it's just they're just they're just beautiful and whatnot. And just I mean, the show is all get out, but I like cars, I like guns, I like watches, so I'm not gonna complain. But yeah, but they, they, they're everywhere. And then um, yeah, it's funny. I have a nephew. He's got a fast cars there as well. So we drive around and it's funny. Uh, I was at a hotel and then he came to pick me up and then uh, a, a lady from, I don't know where she came from, from foreign country. They saw the car said, oh, can I take a picture with you by the car? I was like, okay. <laughs> it wasn't my car, it was my nephew's car, but it was a nice car. But it's just nice to be around that. It's kind of, it, it kind of reminds you of uh, maybe how America was maybe in the 70s or 60s when, you know, we were still doing well, we still built things in America. I went there, didn't I? And people had cars. They just they, they have a, they have a strong car culture. They love their cars, and they're beautiful. They're an extension of themselves. So to me, I just I'm a guy who loves cars. It, just, it is what it is. Yeah. It's fabulous. I, it's so cool. I, I read that there's some people just like abandon like supercars over there sometimes. Well, no. What happens is that if you don't pay your um see uh, again in that part in UAE, their their laws matter. They actually they enforce their laws. Who does that? <laughs> they enforce their laws. Down things, whatnot, and they actually, they actually love their country. Who does that as well? But the point being, there for something for tax reasons, otherwise, if people don't pay their taxes or, or, or if, let's say if they are doing something illegal, then they will just leave the country because there they enforce their laws. So they will literally just leave the cars as opposed to trying to go and export it, which makes sense, you know. I mean, just they're, they're fleeing. So because there is an element in that part of the world where people do what they do. I think mostly because it's an, um, the UAE is basically an island. It's, it's not an island, but it's an island in a sea of all kinds of stuff. And so it's a place where every, it's kind of Vegas. It's kind of Vegas in the Middle East. And, and I, I'm, I know that sounds like a pejorative, but Vegas in a good way. And that Vegas is fun. 
And so it's a place that's fun. It's um, it's shiny. It's uh, glitzy. Uh, but it's also morals. It's lovely. And so you get everybody and their cousin goes there. Like everybody goes there. And so people go there to show off. And they, you know, you walk around there and people wearing all this beautiful clothing, amazing watches, the whole nine yards. But it's the cars that are one of the greatest expressions of wealth. That and some of these, some of these, uh, I, some of these, I call them convention centers. Because I remember I was at the one of the hotels at Abu Dhabi, and I saw these houses. They were literally as big as the convention center back in Great Falls back in the 1980s when I was a kid. I mean, they were humongous. So you can't take your 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 big mansion around to show off. And take your car. <laughs> you can take your car. And so people, they just they show out with their cars. It's beautiful. The paint jobs. The paint jobs are fantastic. The interior work is just, it's just, it's a, it's a great car culture. It's, uh, and the food is delicious. The food is absolutely delicious. And it's funny, when I'm there, it kind of reminds me of America back in the day because, uh, you know, there's a sense of pride that people have. Almost Texas-like, even when you go to Texas, people love Texas, you know? So that's kind of yeah. what it's like. So it's it's interesting because it, it, though I'm in the Middle East, I'm a, it, it feels more like America than America in a way, rather the America that I knew growing up, you know? America where people had values, America where people love their country, America where people didn't always go and try to show whatever weirdness of the day, so that way they can be seen on YouTube or whatever. So it's, it's interesting from that standpoint. I mean, America as it is, it's fine. I mean, it's my home. I love the place. But it's interesting when I go there because it, it just reminds you of things that we may be losing, frankly. And, you know, when you're in the middle of it, you don't, you don't necessarily notice it. But when you're outside and you come back home, you notice things, you know. But it's interesting. But uh, I love it. I'll be in, back in Dubai in January because I'm doing a big show, the Heli Show. Uh, it's a multi-show, and so because I make these watches, I'll be doing that show, so I'll be back there. And um, the food will be great, the people will be nice, and I think we'll do really, really well there. I think we'll do exceptionally well there. But let's try to go and uh, let some of your viewers see what we're doing and uh, hopefully get some things sold and uh, send you some money for your niece and just kind of move forward. You know? so right. uh, I want to also talk to you about uh, how did you get into art? Because you do some amazing sculpture. It's interesting. Yeah, I think that started, I, true story, I used to live in a log cabin in Montana 40 plus years ago. Literally, log cabin in Montana. And and I didn't have I didn't have any, uh, I didn't have a lot of money. But, you know, when you walk around, you would see different things. There's all kind of uh, detritus of, of animal life. So I literally, I, um, I found like a jaw, a jawbone, or I'd find ribs. And so I made stuff out of it. You know, whatever you have around you is what you use. So that's what, that's what I started. I, I remember I made a, a backgammon board out of what I make out of. I made a backgammon board. I think I used some ribs. And then I, I was in, I was, I was uh, walking, walking down, the industry wasn't finished, I was walking. And I met someone, I was like sticking back from, I was coming back from Butte. I was going up to the mountains. And uh, where I would turn off, and I met this guy from Canada. This is, he lived outside of Edmonton, and uh, he saw it. So he said, "Oh, that's cool." So he liked it, and then he said, "Well, I'll buy it." He said, "Yeah, just, you come, you come to Edmonton, and I'll fly you back." So I, um, I started creating stuff. I loved it, 
And then the gentleman bought it, and that was the start of it, basically. You know, basically, I had, I knew that I had to change my life. I had to create an income source that was really young at the time. And so I used my creativity to create new, and then people gravitated toward that. And then that led to other things because my thought is that no matter what you do, you do the best you can. No matter what you do, you always expand your possibilities. You never limit yourself. You know, you see what's around you. You try to see the beauty around you, the things around you, and how can you make that better? No different than you. You took this, you took this love of guns, you turned this into a, an ability to feed your family, to transform your community, frankly. So what I did is what you did. You found that you were good at something and you found people who bought into it. And then that's what happened. So you start, you start with them. I'm, I'm saying this to anybody out there because there's someone listening right now who wants to transform their life. They want to do certain things, right? And they, they, may, they may only be good at one different thing. But don't say, I'm only good at one thing. Be good at that one thing. And then let people see it. Don't hide your goodness. You know, don't hide, don't, 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 don't put a cup over the candle and let the light come out. Let people see what you do. And then there will be that person who says, you know what? Oh, that's really cool. And then when they tell you that, embrace that, embrace the blessing. And then try to find ways that others see what you do. And then you build, you build, you build, you build, you build. And so that's how I started. I literally was a log cabin in Montana. And my first business called Wilder Gulch of Montana. Wow. And I still, my nickname for myself was Gulch Guy. I've been saying that forever, Gulch Guy, for decades. But the point being is that that's how it started. I was walking around in the hills, and you find all kind of you know, carcasses of stuff. There's all kind of, I mean, there's all kind of stuff, you know, you find, obviously. And then I would look at it, and I was like, huh, yeah, huh. One time, I took it. There's an old, there's a duck, a little thin little duck's bill. And I took it, you know, was, I like the color of the patina on it. So I turned it into a, 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 a jam spoon. Literally, I did. I did. It was cool, though, you know. I wish I had these things, but I wish I still had some of these things, you know. But I found a way to take what I saw and turned it into something. So for your viewers, no matter what it is, you can see something and turn it into something, you know? Because when you look at that picture, that watch, you know, it was like, I saw, how can I transform that? How can I make that into something? I think as individuals, we need to do that. We need to figure out ways to transform our lives, to transform our communities, transform our neighborhoods. That's what we need to do. And so that's how I started. And so for, for the listeners out there, you can do it as well, because there's greatness in a lot of you people. You just got to believe it. You know, there's greatness oh, within you. Just trust it. Trust it. God put you on this planet for a reason. You know what I mean? Express who you are. Be proud of it, you know, and create it. You know, I took, I mean, I took a, a gun and turned it into something, you know, and we, I've always done things like that. And I, I love that, you know, whether I'm painting or I'm sculpting, you, you take something and you turn it into something, but you have to believe in yourself. You got to see good in yourself. You got to see the potential in yourself. So that's what I'm saying to you. Believe, people believe in you. Believe in you. I'm an example of what you can do. You know, and John is an example of what you can do when you believe in yourself. This whole podcast is because John believed in himself. He trusted. Well, the reason why I uh, started the podcast is I suffer from panic attack uh, disorder and generalized anxiety disorder. It, one of my fears is being on camera. And so I started going on camera. 
I started writing first because one of my fears is people reading my stuff. And then I started writing and now I'm starting to go on camera. Tackle. But no, I like that because my, my, my Gigi, my little Gigi, um, he was talking about that and he gets anxiety to the point where, uh, where um, his wife had to drive him to his job for a year. And he realized, you know, I just need help sometimes, you know? And, and, I, and, I, and I was, the way I talked to him, I said, help, because the way I talked to him, I said, baby, it's okay. You know what I mean? We all have issues. But you got to first admit what's going on and you just try to work from it. So basically, again, what you did, you said, okay, I have this thing I'm fighting. Instead of running and hiding, you said, no, I'm going to go face this thing. You, <laughs> you will not beat me. So that's what you did. John, what you did was say that, okay, I have this fear. Instead of running from this fear, I'm going to fight it. And again, that's the example that I want all of your, your listeners to, to hear and see. Embrace your challenges. So you took a negative and turned it to a positive. That's what you did. And I need you and I want everybody listening to understand that. You took a negative and turned it into a positive. And everybody, we all have negatives. We all have negatives. I have a nephew, um, Andrew. Andrew is so smart, but he doesn't believe he's as smart as he is. He's strong. He doesn't believe it. So we always have a fight about that. And um, I lose often, mostly. But you know, I said, but he's got to learn to see it. He's got to learn to trust himself. So he needs to be around people like you, John, to see. Okay, this is what this is what I fear. Now, so what? Because you know what? My parents raised me to be a warrior. My parents raised me to embrace my strength. I can do it. So you are that example that some people need to see. So that's what I did. So I'm really. So the more I learn about you, the more I like you. The more I learn about you, the more I want others to know about you. The, other, the more I want others to know about your example, about your fight, about your ability to say, you know what? I'm not going to lose. I can't lose. I can't lose because I got to be there for my kids, for my nation, for my people. This is a story that's, this is the story in the story. The story of you is a story of how anyone with courage can transform themselves. You, frankly, are the story of America. And that story is of people saying, you know what? I want better. I want to believe what I want to believe. I want to do what I want to do. I want to try to get a better life. That is, in essence, the story of America. And what yeah. you are, John, is you are a representation of that story by saying, you know what? This is what I'm afraid of. Now, John, you are one of the most well-read writers out there nowadays. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, the, the, and if you have not believed in yourself, you would still be in your basement like, ah. But because you went out on faith, you're able to accomplish. This is the example that I want people to see. This is what I want them to know, that they can also. So you're being an example for people. You know, even by looking out for your niece, you're being an example. So, so the, the greater narrative here is what we can do if we have faith in ourselves, if we want to transform our lives into something yeah, I used to I used to write a little, uh, I used to have a little so I used to have it in the I used to have this cabin and I had a piece of paper on the wall. And I remember I had a the certain statements I've heard from people, and he said this, this one guy told me this thing in Arizona, he said, God created circles, man created squares. And so like, the problems we have are often what we create for ourselves. So you're an example of saying, okay, I'm not gonna live in fear. I'm gonna. I'm gonna trust that I can be better. 
And that's what we all need to hear, because in these times nowadays, everything going on in the U.S. and the world, you know, all the craziness, we forget how strong we are. We forget how powerful we are, how blessed we are. So it's really incumbent upon all of us to take a moment, step back and think, you know what? I've eaten today. I've got people who love me. Let me go and see what can I do to make it better. So this podcast and you are an example of what someone can do when they trust that they can do better and be better. That's what I need people to understand about you. Oh, yeah. What they need to understand about themselves. And you're an example of that. So I just, I, I, I feel honored that you <laughs> are that person and that you would have little me on this, on this thing. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, not, not little you. <laughs> I, I do want to ask you a question because this is one of my favorite pieces that you have done. Uh, and this Moab, Utah, Utah, I believe. Moab, yes. What? That actually, that's actually a, a basalt vessel that uh, that's uh, that was carved. If you look at the, the, the front of it, you have the Green River and the Grand River. Actually, the Colorado, the Colorado River used to be called the Grand River. And so, what when you when you look at what I'm looking at, point to looking at in, in the picture, you're looking at what would be the right side. That would be the uh, Green River, and the left side is Grand uh, Colorado River, and then you have water coming together. And what the the whole idea behind the water arch was basically this: you're you're surrounded by uh, uh, by uh, canyons uh, in in the Moab Utah area, Southern Utah, beautiful area, beautiful area, worth visiting. But they were all made by water. So when I had that spout of water, what that was symbol of that was symbolic of it was water in time and when that made those beautiful arches possible. So when you walk through the 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 archway, you know, under the water, you're, you metaphorically you're watching you're walking under an arch, but it was water when in time that made all those arches, arches that's apart possible. The bottom of that is made from Colorado sandstone. I did all that by hand. I used to never wear shorts, but when you work in Moab in the sun and, and, and it's really hot, you learn to wear shorts. <laughs> I wear shorts, so I, I, I just uh, did it all by hand, like did it all by hand, and uh, I uh, I put the uh, cement on by hand, all that stuff, and just that was that was a that was a whole lot of work. That was a whole lot of work. But it was it was an experience. It was a learning experience. But yeah. I, gosh, that was a whole lot of work. That was a whole lot of work. <laughs> but I, but I actually love doing it. You know, after in process, I don't know. But uh, when I completed it, I liked it because it had presence. And um, you walk underneath it, and it was we built a little we built a little uh, little pocket park there right off of Main Street. And I uh, I loved that. That was uh, that was such a great experience. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about persistence. You know what it takes to do it. You know, a lot of that I funded it myself. You know, people look at me like, "Well, why did you do that?" Because I want, I started something. I want to finish it. Uh, how do you? Uh, I'm kind of curious about the creative process. Do these ideas just pop into your head like you did? Yeah. What it to be like? They, they do. I mean, literally, it, it's it, that's what it is. It comes down to like, you know, I can be laying down, or I could be on a flight somewhere. And you think. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, literally, it's like, mm. and you just get an idea, and then it, sometimes it's fully, it's not necessarily always fully formed. You have an idea, but then what happens, this is part of the creative process, is that you say, I want to do this, and you don't think about the time, money, and effort. If I would have realized how much time and money and effort anything would have, I wouldn't have did it, because they always take far more time 
and far more money. Sometimes tens of thousands of dollars in all honesty, often even thousands of dollars. But you know, you think about it, and it's kind of like you have a passion. Like that piece right there, uh, that that lounge you're looking at right now. I call it the Barstow. Name of my favorite cities in the world, Barstow, California. I love Barstow, always have. <laughs> and, but it reminded me of um, those skulls that I used to find back uh, in the hills of mountains of Montana when I was a kid. That, and that's that what I was going to ask you. <laughs> yes. That, is that what, since I remember you talking about the bones and everything. And uh, that I remind love bones. <laughs> I, that, that literally reminded me. Uh, when, when I look at the, 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 the little, I think that's a little part cut out. It just reminds that's in Dubai right now. But it just reminded me, it, it, it's really race car y because, man, I like cars, cars, guns, pretty people, you know, I'm shallow. But uh, it was, um, but it, it is very, I, I do really, uh, the work is also very often very um, naturalistic. And uh, because so much of my, of my experience has been around bones and this and that, you know, when I was a kid in Montana, I'm, I'm just, I'm comfortable with it. I mean, it's, it's what I know. I mean, I, I know bones, and I'm, I'm used to it. And I used to always pick up bones and, and look at them, and there's something that was uh, beautiful about to me. You know? So I was just like, it may sound creepy to other people, but to me, it's cool. And so the pieces themselves, if they reflect on that, it's because it's, it is a reflective of who I am. You know, it's a reflective. I mean, every single thing I do is reflective of my experience. So if it looks like, uh, if it looks like a, a bird skull, whatnot, because I've been around a bunch of skulls. You know, um, I've been around a lot of guns. If, I mean, I've been around a lot of stuff like that. I've been around a lot of industrial things and whatnot. So a lot of my work is reflective of the places. I mean, I, I travel a lot, I travel a lot, and I'm often in these incredible places, and and they always inspire me. And so every single thing is inspired by. I can I can walk around your town, uh, John. I can literally walk around your town and I will see something that will inspire me. And it may not be immediate. I, I may be on a, on a plane back home and I think, hmm, that was kind of cool. And literally, that's how my mind works, you know? Or, or that one, that, that was called, I used to call that uh, the bar fight. Because, the bar, yeah. I, remember, because I remember um, it's all the, you know, when you, children never want to be in a bar and doing a bar fight. Never. <laughs> but if you are, <laughs> if you are, first duck. <laughs> After ducking, you grab a pool cue and defend yourself and, and fight your way out. Not that I would know, but the point being, afterwards, you have all this stuff broken. And it's reminding me of the stuff you see broken on the floor. So it just reminded me of that because, you know, all those times, you know, different parts of the world, you know, I'm not even a drinker necessarily, but, you know, I go to places where the people are and you would see these things. And so, even that, I was inspired by that. So I was thinking about all that stuff that I would see. And, 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 and when I made that, it was fun to me. It was just really fun. It was just fun because it reminded me of, you know, going there or seeing things, or let's say if you're going to go see get, see your friend John, who's 6'4", and he likes to fight, you know, back in the day. And so, you know, he's in a bar fight, and then his wife calls and says, you got to go help me. got to go pick John up. And then you say, oh. John. <laughs> but, but you go, but you know, because she's crying, you got to go there and you got to go get John. And so John won the fight that John's a big guy. But then you look at oh my gosh, John, why? But you look around and think, oh. And, and even in that situation, there was a beauty in that, in all honesty, because it's interesting. So all of these experiences, 
uh, and his name was John. <laughs> and he did fight a lot, you know. But uh, you know, literally, you see these different things. It's like, okay, so every single thing, every single thing I do is inspired by something, you know, something. Even even like this this ring here. This ring here. I wear, this ring is made from uh, a rifle barrel. Oh wow! Yeah, you know, I, I like. Obviously, I like what I like, you know, but I wear it every single day, every single day of my life, you know, but it's, um, you know, that's part of my experience, you know, because, you know, um, a lot of my friends are hunters, you know, uh, and so I've been around guns forever, but also I know people in the urban environments and they're around guns too, some illegally, obviously, but, uh, you know, you, you're around that stuff and you think, how do you transform? Because part of that to me is like, I was trying to set an example of people in my family and otherwise. No matter where you are, you find a way to turn it into something. No matter where you are. Don't tell me you can't do something. You were born in America. Shut up. You won the lottery by being born here. Find a way. I always said, I'll help you. I'll help you. I'll help you. But you got to help yourself first. You got to put up two-thirds of the effort or more. And if you want me to help you, I will. But find out what's around you that you can go and transform to create income opportunity. You know? And so, so that's what I do. I just... I keep my eyes open. I say, oh, what can I do here? How can I transform it? Because whenever I'm, what, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in the house and I'm looking around, I'm just like, oh, there's a hill right there. What can I do with that? It's just kind of how my mind works, you know? Because either you are a person who's trying to go and make your life better or not. Either you're transforming something, because either you're making your life better or you're not. Either the people in your life are making your life better or you're not. Okay, children, remember this. Either people are making your life better or they're making it worse. So make sure everybody in your life is bringing it, making it better. Because if they're not making it better, trust me, they're making it worse. And so in every single thing, you, you make a choice. Am I going to go and strive to make something better or not? You know, that's, I mean, and that's what it comes down to. I think people, we, we, we offshore our power of the people. All the time. I think as a nation, we've done that uh, to a negative effect. But I think as individuals, we offsource our power as well. We don't want to. We don't want to trust ourselves that we can do it. That we're smart. We're good enough. We are. You know, don't believe what the fool said. Don't believe the naysayer. Don't. Uh, John didn't believe the person said, "Oh, you can't do this." You know, and that same person that said they can't believe, they're, they're the, they'll be the first person, and I know this from experience. They'll be the first one to say. Oh, can you give me some money? <laughs> no, I can, I can pimp slap you. <laughs> I give you a dime. But at the end of the day, that's what happens. So people, trust yourself. Trust what you can do. And don't let the naysayers say you can't do it. Because they, because they don't have the courage that you have. Don't let them stop you. Believe in yourself. Believe in what you can do. And leave the foolishness to foolish people. You can do it. So part of the creative process is trusting yourself, trusting that your vision can work, trusting that what you do is beautiful and matters. And I think as individuals, unfortunately, we look to what are they doing in LA, New York, wherever, and saying, oh, that's the way to go. No. You know, you could be in Ashburn, Virginia, and do something chess on the world. You can be, you can be in middle of Kentucky, you can be in Barstow. It's not the place, it's the place that you are at in right. your mind that determines everything. 
It's not where you're at, but where you are at individually. Are you willing to trust and believe? Are you willing to say, okay, no, 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 I'm going to do this. I'm going to trust. You know, John, I'm going to ask you, like, you often, you know, you speak about guns, right, about guns and whatnot. Oh, yeah. What, in this political environment, how do you keep going when you have different things saying no, 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 or calling you out of your name? How do you, how do you do that? How do you keep going? How do I keep going? Um, it, it's it's a very it's it's gonna sound stupid, but I keep on going because when people say, "Oh no, you shouldn't do that," or "You can't do that," or "That's not right," you know, whatever. Whenever they challenge you, or whenever they be it, uh, whenever they're a naysayer, they're actually challenging you. And uh, as a person. You know, if you tell me I can't do something or I shouldn't do something, <laughs> I'm going to go do it just to prove you wrong. Just to be like, look, you know, you you don't control me. You can't control me. You can't. No matter how much negativity you put down on me, you're not going to stop me. I'm going to keep on doing what I do. And that's, that's the lesson that we need to learn. We need to see, you know, believe in yourself and go for it. Because you, you will get a lot of that, or people will try to pigeonhole you or call you out of your name. They, they will. I mean, I'm used to it. Try, mm -hmm. try to. But come, try it in my face, though, as I would say. Say what you want. <laughs> but come behind the screen and try it, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'll, you know what I mean? I'll make your day. I'll make my day. But the right. point being with you, John, because of the political space that you occupy, you deal with all kinds of stuff that I don't have to deal with, nor what I want to deal with. Yeah. So that's that's that speaks about how strong you really are. I think part of it when you when you when you realize that you have anxiety, I think part of that, when I talk to Gigi about that, you don't realize how strong you are. Because at the end of the day, John, you are always strong because you're doing things that strong people are afraid to do. Because yeah. they don't want to deal with the they don't deal with the pushback that you deal with every single day. You know, and the thing is that whether you believe in every single thing this man espouses or not, no one believes everything anyone else espouses. But you gotta give the man credit for putting his neck out there. And this time we'll cancel you for nothing. They'll cancel you for they'll cancel you because they don't like they don't like they don't like the color shirt you wear. No, use the wrong pronoun. So the point being is, yeah, that took that took such courage. You know, I mean that's it. It takes people don't realize how much courage it takes. To have an opinion nowadays. Oh yeah, it's definitely. So, it does, you know, and it shouldn't be. It, it shouldn't be, you know. But you know, I think that's where. I mean, I, I think about uh, Earl and, and and Gene. You know, when people complain a lot, they, they talk about their yeah. microaggressions. I think okay, now um, Gene was in the water for four days, and he and he saw his friends get killed, and. Um, and he, he told me stories about, um, you know, uh, what happened. And, um, you know, and that, but, you know, he claimed about nothing. Or my uh, Earl, you know, uh, who would like, he did four years in a, in a Japanese prison war camp outside of Osaka. And he did a baton death march, you know. And uh, he, he, one thing he complained about was ketchup. He didn't like ketchup. I love ketchup, Frankie. Ketchup is a vegetable. Earl didn't like ketchup, right? Oh no, no, and he didn't like tomatoes. He didn't like tomatoes either. I think for some reason he liked tomatoes. He he ate rice. He ate rice every day when he's in when he's in prison of war. But uh, but he didn't like he didn't like tomatoes. The only thing he ever complained about was tomatoes and ketchup, which I like tomatoes. 
and I catch up. Ketchup is a vegetable. At least to me, it's a vegetable. You know, the only thing you recommend. They didn't include anything else. A Christian maker wishes you were his his inner inspirational voice. But go ahead, oh, okay. talk, talk about these guys. You told me about a little bit about them. And well, uh, the, the, I, I first met uh, I, I first met uh, Earl Buell. Um, it, it's the neighborhood you live at in West Seattle, and um, he had his garage open, and he had uh, he had these woodworking tools, and I ran making the wood. And so I said, well, um, would you, do you do things like that? I introduced myself and he did. And so I ended up hiring him to do some things for me. And so we, so we, we'd always work together. And by the way, always hire a man over 70 <laughs> because a man over 70 who does stuff, they are the, they are the hardest workers on the planet, especially when they have self pride, they always want to do it right. Cause Earl was so specific about everything. And I said, I said, it's okay. I was called, he's called King Buell. He hated it. Because to me, he was a kid. <laughs> and so we talked. But I didn't know, I did not know initially that Earl was, uh, I, knew was in, I knew it was a native, he mentioned native stuff, because native people, they, 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 they talked, I was talking, talking, and native people, but not, they always probably talking, talking about. But I didn't know until much later on that he uh, he was like the in Manila Harbor when, he, when, when his ship was, I guess, I don't know, basically, the war started and then, you know, the, the trips around Japanese trips. And so they ended up, um, you know, getting um, captured, basically. And then, you know, Earl, they took him from Manila on March and then they, they up, up the island and they, they took him on a, 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 I think it was a freighter, he said, I forgot what he was, I think it was a freighter. They took him there to the port of Osaka and that's where he spent the war. He spent the entire war in, in a prison war camp. And um, and so at lunch we talk about things that because I'd ask questions but I didn't want to ask too much because you got to be respectful you know you got to be respectful but he would tell me things all the time I remember he told me this is amazing he told me um, he knew something happened when the first time bomb went off because this one asshole of a, a of a, a, a I guess camp guard whatever he came over there and then they literally he he they bowed in front of him which which they wouldn't do. And then they put a sword right at his feet. And my first thought was, uh, did you take it up and did you shake it and just go, boom? He didn't. Because he had, they had developed a level of respect for each other, which was interesting and whatnot. But he did that. And then and then I come to find out later on, down the street, Gene lived. And Gene would come down there, and he was also in the Navy. And then that's when I found out that Gene, his buddy, was on the USS Indianapolis, the ship that the uh, that the Japanese sunk toward the end of the war, and actually that was the ship that brought the bomb that ended up helping in the war. You know that 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 Earl spoke about. He knew he didn't he didn't know he didn't know a bomb dropped, but he knew something happened because it changed everything. And to be there that lived experience, and then that's when I found out about Gene that he um, was one of the three sixteen who survived. Uh, the sinking of the USS, the USS Indianapolis, and um, Gene Gene would say almost nothing, and and I would never press Gene. I mean, that was just respect said don't. But I remember he told me um, he told me that um, he told me that um, there's a guy in the water, a gentleman, and um, you know you're in the water but you're dying of thirst. <laughs> you need you're in the water but you can't really drink you can't really drink the salt water, yeah, and salt. so. Yeah, but he said that he remember he said I remember Gene told me he said the guy said um 
is a scuttlebutt. And that's what, that's what I'm trying to with words. The scuttlebutt is a fountain. You know, and the idea of the term scuttlebutt, because guys will talk around the fountain. That's where the term scuttlebutt comes from. But he said there's a scuttlebutt down there and it's water. And I remember um, Gene told me a story. Then the guy, he took off his uh, life preserver and he started swimming down toward the scuttlebutt. He ended up dying. But um, I remember that. So in um, the newest watch can be called the 316. And I'm naming that watch after, uh, you know, the uh, 360 people who survived. I'm, I'm naming it after uh, uh, of uh, Gene and Earl. So that's why, you know, when, when people talk about uh, gun rights and other rights like that, I think of Earl and Gene because they paid the price to, that, that, that allows people to be attractive as we are. You know what I mean? We complain about all kinds of stuff, but none of us, none of us, uh, survive four days in shark infested water. I don't know anyone other than um, Earl who endured four years in a Japanese concentration camp after literally a death march from Manila. Yeah. So when you know people like that, it changes you because it's personal. History is real at that moment. So it's that, but also, you know, the other thing that affects me, and that's why we do anti-violence things, because my, my sister, two of her sons were murdered, her only two boys were murdered because of gun violence. They were doing things and around things. I, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But at the end of the day, they died. And, um, you know, no guy wants to see his sister fall apart because their, their nephew, actually their sister's son, is killed. And so for me, I look at gun things from a standpoint of freedom is important. It's worth fighting for, but also in America, because, you know, we, we don't enforce our laws properly. So it's, it's not about the gun. It's about the idiots who have it, frankly, and how we let people do what they want. That's negative. We don't want to work with doing things positive because we're stupid that way. And so for me, that's why I donate a good portion of everything to the anti-violence things because of my system. But I cannot support any anti-gun things because I know people who almost lost their lives to make it possible for us to have them. Oh, yeah. When you sit at someone's table and they're making you a sandwich and they endured four years and Gene comes in the house and you know he did four days, you learn to shut up. You learn to be thankful. I think we Americans are thankful enough. I think we're spoiled. I think we're lazy. I think we don't appreciate the blessings that we have. We do not. And that's why they're in danger of going away. Because we don't realize that people pay, people lost their lives to make it possible to do what we do. People forget that every single day. But I never do. I can't. Because there are people who, who have influenced me personally that no, 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 because I can't dishonor their memory. I can't dishonor their life. I ain't going to do it. So, but that's why with me personally, I also, you know, am always going to try to do things to use what I do to try to create a peaceful world, but I know that the world ain't peaceful. I understand that it's crazy out here. And if we keep acting crazy in society, it's going to be crazier here too. 
because we don't realize the cost that people pay to make it possible for us to live our triathlon lives. People pay for us to live these lives. So we forget that. So with the work I make, it's reflective of the experiences of, you know, understanding the cost of guns, both good and bad. It's it's an emblematic of understanding that that um, I'm so blessed. So the reason why I'm offering the whether help you with your niece or anyone else, because I won the lottery by being born in America. I oh, won yeah. the lottery by being able to go and create stuff. I won the lottery by having the ability to have a voice, by being around people who taught me so much, who set such extraordinary examples. And I think we, we need to be around more people like Earl Jean, or even seeing the real tragedy of like my sister. And, right. and then like, so you, you look at things differently. And so I think, so these watches, they're not just beautiful. They are a chance to bring attention to all the issues, but say that at the end of the day, we gotta start trusting ourselves more, loving, loving each other more, but also we need to believe in ourselves. That's where I really appreciate you for giving me this opportunity, but also for setting the example by your life. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go fight my fears. I have a belief that I believe in, and I'm gonna go and put it out there. When it's not popular often, and people will say things about you, but you embrace your strength. I think as a nation, we need to embrace our strength. As a nation, we got to remember that people have really died to give us the ability to be as trifling as we are today. Literally. Right. <laughs> as and, and as a person of color, I always think that, you know what, what you people, what people went through, and you want to be a damn fool? Really? <laughs> what they yeah. went through to give you college and do this and that you're gonna be a fool i mean does somebody a pimp slap but, but realistically you, you you see that you see that every single day but unfortunately you, you have negative narratives be being enforced as opposed to positive ones i think that's for purpose it has to be on purpose it, it, because why else would it be because otherwise you'd be empowered i think it's on purpose it has to be you why would you do certain things in the seattle area here i mean the city's paying a, 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 a pimp to speak about this and that. A pimp, mm-hmm. pimp right. slap a pimp. This man, this man trafficked in human flesh, and you want to go and pay him three times what you pay school teachers? Are you on crack? No, he's pimping you out, and that's society we live in right now where that's okay. When that's okay, that. It's okay. Then there's something really, really wrong. And I, and there is, I think, and it's not that this person can't be reformed. He can't be. It's not that you know he can't be. When you that nonsense is nonsense. When you think it's okay to take advantage of some poor defenseless woman, really? Who raised you? They need a do-over, you know. And I need to, but that's where we at. And I think as, as a person of color, we have too many examples of that nonsense, but not of the goodness, because. People prefer that narrative. I was talking to a famous person I know, and uh, he's really, really famous, frankly. Um, I, I will mention him. I would, I would, I would have to ask him first if I mention his name. But he's, he's famous. He's going on my website. You'll, you'll, you'll see his stuff. <laughs> Go on uh, Instagram. You'll see his face. But the point being is that he knows, he knows all these famous people. So the most famous people in the world. But he said, he said that the greatest man I met was his dad, because his dad was the man who worked three jobs to make it possible for him and his sister to live their life. And he never complained about anything. 
He just want to make sure the things are good. He said, I'm tired of seeing examples of, you know, drug dealers or people who aren't taking care of the kids. I hate that. Because he said, you know, my dad wasn't that way. And that's, and unfortunately, when we don't promote that, when you promote the other stuff, then you get the other stuff. What you promote, you get. If you want to promote family values, you'll get family values. If you want to promote decency, you'll get decency. But if you want to promote perversion and weirdness and, and just let me do whatever I want, that's what you get. And then we get surprised. Duh. You know, <laughs> we get surprised. But that's foolishness. So my point being is that we need to start honoring goodness, honoring people who are trying to make positive impacts on our world. You know, there's always, there's always going to be that other stuff out there. I get it. I get it. I get it. I've seen the movie, but it's important that we as people embrace simple, good things like being a great father. Wow. Being a great husband, being an excellent American, being someone who's proud of this country, who creates stuff, who understands we could do better and be better. We need to do that and start focusing on the stupid stuff because it's killing us. It's choking us. It's destroying us. We focus on too many shiny objects, but not on the decency. Being decent, being good, being just a, uh, an honorable man. That's why initially I spoke about you and your, I spoke about you and what you're doing because forget the politics. You're just being a decent American man, a decent Trying, man. Yeah, yeah no, he's who looking out for his babies, looking out for his family, and that's it. Everything else is irrelevant. You know, focus on that. You know, focus on the good stuff. Leave everything else alone. I think that's what my focus is. And so with the work I'm creating, what I'm trying to do is just raise as much money as I can to help try to make the differences in the lives that I can. And that's why I will always appreciate you for helping me to do that. Because you're allowing me to get the word out on what I do. And with that, the ability to go and transform lives. Anybody who wants to watch, have them email me directly. I'll give you a discount. You know, And then we'll send it to you. We'll get it to you before Christmas. You know, if I got a flag there myself, but let's go sell some things and let's uh, get John some real money and make yeah. and tell him he's got to use it not just for his needs but for himself too. <laughs> I yeah. don't see that happening, but I don't like using stuff for myself. But um, uh, but uh, yeah, we've been on for a little bit over an hour. I I want to have you back for a part two. Okay. Uh, Whenever you want, give me a call. I, I enjoyed this. I, you know, yeah. you've been such a, a tremendous blessing to me. And, yeah, uh, there, there are tons of questions, but I want to get to one question really fast because uh, Chris Shoemake wants to know, uh, you have an infield light fixture? Yeah, made from infield rifle. Yeah, my, <laughs> from infield rifle. I don't have it anymore, but yes. From infield rifle, yes. I love infield, I love infield guns. I love all those old, old, old English guns. I love all my stuff. Yeah. I'm a gun person. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I like guns. <laughs> I make all kinds of things out of guns. Yeah. Well, I can make a new one if you want one. I can make one. If he wants one, I can make them. We can, we can make anything. We, we, our shop, we can do almost anything. We, we, we can do almost anything. But yeah, I like some of that. I actually gave that to my nephew, Chen. And then, because he liked it. It's like, okay, you can have it. You're a good boy. He's a, good, he's a really good boy. Smart. Really smart. So yeah, we like we we make up. If someone wants to just let me know. We can hook. We can, I can hook up anybody. Just let me know. You know. How about right. we do this again? We do this again. Thank yeah. you and thank the audience. Uh, wonderful people. I wish you all blessings. And um, yeah. let, me, let me just uh, do my little plugs out. Then I will give you the final word. I always like giving the the guest the final word. 
on everything. Um, just go to crumpy.com for everything. Uh, go to uh, go vote for me at uh, the Gundy so I can go drive a tank. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, crumpy.com. Go to Tough Network, the gun friendly network, um, and look out for my stuff on Ammo Land. And remember, you can get a discount 25% off your Gun Owner of America uh, membership by going to gunowners.org slash black dash swan dash media. Um, and I'm going to give Zach the last word. So go ahead. And uh, I'll put up the banner with uh, your website of the watches. You, you're missing a W. It's WW. <laughs> You've been around me way too long. It's WWW. <laughs> but no, no, no. Um, Everyone knows that. Yeah, well, <laughs> so I get slow. But just thank you for everything. Um, anybody wants to watch, uh, go to the website and then contact me directly. I'll give you a discount and we'll get it to you. But for Christmas, uh, anyone who buys a watch, let's go and uh, sell a watch or two and then donate the money to John's uh, niece. And just thank you for listening. And just, you know, let's just choose to do better because we can be better. And believe in yourself. I would say if God loves you, you should love yourself too. Because, uh, you know, God bless America. And I don't know, that may not be fashionable, but God has blessed America. And we gotta remember that we are blessed. And live a life where you know that you're blessed because we truly are. Wish you all peace. Goodbye. All right.